Moving on with section two, the key days of Holy Week. One important day is Holy Thursday. The Last Supper happened here, and a significant event during the Last Supper was when Jesus washed his apostle Peter's feet. Another important event is when Jesus offered his literal flesh and blood to his apostles, which is the start of the tradition of Holy Communion, which is what we received during Mass. When everyone was feasting, Jesus explained to his disciples that one of them would end up betraying him. Everyone grew, grew skeptical, but moved past it and went to the garden to pray. While they were there, it turned out that Judas was the one to backstab Jesus. Judas kissed Jesus and called him rabbi, which alerted the soldiers to arrest that man. The church celebrates Holy Thursday with the Chrism Mass. The bishop and priest convene and bless oils to use for future events. And this Mass is also used as a devotion ceremony to the church where Catholics are receiving God's love and mercy. Holy Thursday matters for humankind because it is the start of Jesus saving his people and his crucifixion. It is also the beginning of the tradition of Holy Communion, which is what I mentioned earlier. And although we are not physically receiving Jesus' flesh and blood every time we go to Mass, it is there in spirit. When we receive the Eucharist, we are pretty much allowing and trusting Jesus to become part of us and permitting us to a future in heaven. Another day in Holy Week is Good Friday. The most important event on this day is Jesus dying on the cross. Once his arrest, Jesus is brought to Pontius Pilate to decide what will happen to him. Pilate gave the crowd the choice to release Barabbas, who is a criminal, or to release Jesus. Pilate didn't think Jesus deserved any of what was happening, happening to him, but he had to please his people. In the end, these people choose to release Barabbas, and Jesus was sent to his death. While Jesus was hanging from the cross, the soldiers hung up a sign above him saying, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews, to mock him. Three days, or sorry, three hours later, Jesus was announced dead and laid in a new tomb made of rock by a man named Joseph. The church celebrates Good Friday with a church service that takes place in the evening. At this time, people commemorate Jesus' death with prayers, songs, hymns, and remembering the great things Jesus had done in his lifetime. And there's also a mass in the morning that go through the stations of the cross, which is pretty much the events that happened between Jesus' meeting with Pilate up until his crucifixion and his death. So Good Friday matters for humankind because it is one of the most important days in salvation history. God had sent down a savior for humanity and Good Friday is the day that Jesus sacrificed himself as that savior. Now, every human is born without original sin. The third day of Holy Week is Holy Saturday, or otherwise known as Easter Eve, Easter Vigil, Black Saturday, and other names. On this day, Jesus was laying dead in his tomb, and it is said that on this day, Jesus' spirit is making his way through hell, causing a lots of sadness and joy amongst his people. After his death, Pilate had also placed two guards outside of Jesus' tomb to make sure the body was not stolen. For Holy Saturday, the church celebrates by lighting fires to symbolize Jesus passing through death to life. The church also rings bells to represent the upcoming end of Lent. People also say that fasting is well known on this day and can last up to 24 to 40 hours before Easter starts. Holy Saturday matters for humankind because Jesus enters hell and he will soon begin to rescue us from original sin. And Jesus was able to triumph in hell and as his followers said, he was making the journey back to earth to become our Messiah. The final day of Holy Week is Easter Sunday. 
Three days after his death, Jesus rose from the dead. Mary Magdalene was going to visit Jesus' tomb, but to her surprise, she found it empty. When she left, the Lord had visited her and told her to tell his disciples that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. This means that Jesus has risen from the dead, but will leave soon to fulfill his place next to God in heaven. On that same day, Jesus went to two of his disciples and was welcomed into their home. Although he was unrecognizable at first, uh, Jesus had broken some bread and blessed it, and soon his disciples were able to identify him. Soon after, Jesus went to his apostles, and they were overjoyed to see their leader. Jesus had shown them his crucifixion wounds, and everything was set into place. Easter had turned into a commercial holiday full of Easter eggs, chicks, and bunnies, and other holiday fun. However, Catholics celebrate Easter with a church service. During the celebration, a larger number of people show up, and there are things like communion, hymns, lighting candles, Easter lilies, and other bouquets of flowers at Mass. This Sunday matters for humankind because we are open to a future life in heaven with God. Now we are able to live out one of our vocations, to live with God and love Him with all our heart. Now we are promised an eternity with our loved ones, even after death, because we have a chance to live without sin. Moving on with the third section, the Christology of Holy Week. As we've come to know and learn, Jesus is both 100% human and 100% divine, yet is still one person. Both parts coexist in hypostatic union, and during God's incarnation, Jesus became human and still stayed a part of God. Now, if Jesus were only 100% human, then there would be no resurrection. More importantly, his death would have been pointless and God would need to send down another savior. Yet again, we would have to go through another cycle for a new Messiah, which would take up a lot of time. Now, in comparison, if Jesus were only 100% God, then he would be unable to die. This would mean that there would be no resurrection, and once again, humanity would not be saved. Like I said previously, God would have to send down another Savior. In the end, it is incredibly important that Jesus is both human and divine in order for humanity's original sin to be abolished. And here's the work cited, and that's the end of my presentation.